0: And hear from best selling authors' insight into
1: how you too can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur.
2: This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. I'm so glad, so excited to have you here with me today. Thanks for joining us as we talk about how you can thrive in your life and in your business so that every day of your life you can live as a thriving entrepreneur. I want that for you. I'm so excited to see that happen in your life. Today, we want to talk about moving from trouble to solution. All of us have had trouble. All of us know that trouble is kind of a part of life. But we also know that if we get through, there is a solution. I've often said, uh, you know, the problem with breakthrough is the breaking <laughs> and the through. Uh, all of us wants to be at our breakthrough where we've come out, we're on the other side, uh, but none of us really enjoy the breaking, the going through it, the process of going from trouble to solution. So I thought today I'd bring you some authors that will, and, and other um, really amazing people that will help you be able to really take a look at what is the trouble maybe that you're dealing with right now? And offer you some solutions for how you can move from that. Um, the, the coolest part about life, and there are some real downsides, and we could go negative, but I don't really want to go there. The coolest part about life is the fact that each moment is a new opportunity. Now, I know some of you have been through some horrendous things, and I'm not in any way diminishing or intending whatsoever to make light Of what you've been through. But I also hope that you can know. That there is peace. There is promise. There is possibility. And that everything. Even that thing that happened to you. Even a second ago. It is now in the past. And there is potential for the future. Now I know. I can hear you almost screaming out. But Steve you don't know what that minute. A minute ago was like. And you're right. I probably don't. I've been through some of those things myself that I don't really know that anybody will ever truly understand the pain of it. So I'm not trying to in any way diminish what you've been through and what you are currently going through. But I do want you to know that from this trouble, from this moment that feels insurmountable, there is a solution. There are problems, absolutely, But there are ways of solving them. Sometimes they're about how we perceive ourselves. Sometimes they're about the perceptions of others that we've allowed onto ourselves. Sometimes there's just a problem that we need, a a new technology, a new whatever to help solve that a skill set that will move us forward and help us find a solution for that. And sometimes we need help. Maybe we need therapy. Maybe we need uh, a counselor. Maybe we need a coach. There's so many different approaches to being able to get unstuck, to, to deal with our stress, to move from trouble to solution, to move to a place where we can live and we can thrive, and we can say to the world, it was horrible, but I made it through. There's an old song that's called, I made it through the rain. Um, and I love it because it says, you know, I made it through the rain. And I found out that I was surrounded by people who made it through too. And often that's about all we can do is come together. Having made it through the rain and maybe we're soaking wet from top to bottom, but we've made it through and we're with the others who have made it through the rain as well. So today we're going to move from trouble from whatever it was moments ago or decades ago and try to help offer you some solutions so that you can live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. I want that for you. I look forward to hearing all of your breakthroughs. Let's jump into our first guest. Join me in welcoming Katie Ray. Hey, Katie, how are you doing today?
0: Hey, Steve, good to see you. I'm doing
2: good. Yeah, welcome back. Another book, so excited. This book is called Your Labels Don't Define You, You Define You. Looking forward to talking to you about it. For people who didn't catch our last time together, or uh, maybe there's something new you want to tell us, tell us a little bit about you.
0: Um so I am a second time author now. Um this is my second book out. Super excited. I um I'm a business owner. I own a company called Humans First Coaching and Consulting. I run a nonprofit Fostering Hearts Florida for foster kids. Um, I am also a mom. A um An event host, I do a annual event called celebrate you every year that focuses on celebrating anything and everything that you are not just society milestones, but anything. Um, and I just like to have fun and I like people to be able to be themselves around me.
2: I I'd love to go to an event like that and be something, you know, like really unique that nobody's ever been, but. I'm sure somebody's probably already thought of that thing that I think of. So,
0: Like what? Um, Well, I don't know, you know,
2: like a a toaster or something. I don't know. You know, just like be whoever you are. Uh, We're going to celebrate Steve being a toaster. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. I'm just in one of those kind of moods today. I like this mood. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So the book is called Your Labels Don't Define You, You Define You. Um, Let's talk through the title just a little bit first. Um, Yeah. What, what are you, what were you thinking when you were talking about your labels?
0: So, um, throughout my entire life, I was always given a specific title or label, um, that really either brought me down, kind of kept me in this. Imposter life that I was leading and it really steered me away from who I was at my core. Um, maybe mistakes I had made, uh, maybe things that had happened with powerless situations that I was in. Um, but there was always like a label either society would give me, I would give myself because of judgment, I would carry the shame along with me. So your labels don't define you is created because I personally went through labels that um, kind of took me off course sometimes in my life.
2: Oh, and that's so true. I mean, as much as I was teasing earlier, we really do need to be careful with the labels that uh, we give ourselves, the labels that we allow other people to just kind of stamp on us, you know? um I think a lot of times and I'm just old enough that I remember back when they used to have those little guns that you know they they put prices on food you know I, they, they don't yeah. really do that that much but you remember those um, yeah and, and I think a lot of times people go through life and they just kind of slap price tags on people you know like they're judging them they're like oh this person's 39 cents this person they're five bucks yeah
0: <laughs> oh see that's a perfect way to put it yes yeah, yeah, yeah your worth is by this label yeah, yeah. exactly Yeah. Yeah. And
2: unfortunately it starts from the time that we're children, Mm -hmm. you know, our parents, um, you know, they're either, you can be anything you want to be in the world. Well, no, you know, I mean, there's some, you know, bright and low sidelines in that, but, um, or they're the other way where, you know, they, they say negative things about you the whole time. So we start there. So how do we begin then to find a definition before we even start defining us? I mean, how do we even know we have the wrong definition to want to change it?
0: Yeah, so I think one of the things, so my activity at the end of the book talks about going through different labels that you have. So it could be you thought you were lazy your entire life. You thought you were stupid. You thought um, maybe addiction, you were an addict or a felon or infertile, or some of these are my labels, and these labels you are going to write down and see how they've affected you. Because I can tell you throughout life, starting as a child, just child of divorce in the 80s and 90s, nobody divorced, right? It was like, what? These people are broke, you're in a broken home, you're this or that, not realizing that maybe divorce was an important piece to this this puzzle to make people healthier. But um, right from there, I carried shame around a lot of people that were just judging my family. Um, so even as kids, if you go as far as back as children, teachers saying things to you, um, other kids who are not always very nice, um, just kind of going back throughout your story and writing these down so that we can rip them up and throw them out the window. Don't litter, but like rip them up, do what you want to do with them. But it's, it's really, it's, it's some heavy work, but it's, it's a really powerful movement that I'm trying to make here.
2: I really like that exercise, though, where you write it down and then you burn it. Yeah. Um, yeah, That's really powerful because then, I mean, it is whatever you put into it. But, yeah, that's pretty cool. So um, we decide to stop accepting all the labels and all the little stamps people put on our heads all day, uh, all all our lives. And we want to do more. How do we then begin to figure out how do I want to define me?
0: So I think self-awareness is a key to to this and accountability kind of going through the labels. Where was the accountability held and seeing like, was this my choice? Maybe yes, but now I have a choice to move forward and be exactly who I was meant to be. Not everybody's going to be fulfilled the same way. It's really finding who you are at your core, going back to what made you happy, going back to that innocent child that was running around having fun playing a specific game, but was told you couldn't play that game. Or, you know, just these little moments that you really have to do the work for. And I got steered off track multiple times of who I was. And I am, I know wholeheartedly that I love to pour into people that I love making people better than they were yesterday. And I love just being a part of people's journey to find themselves again, because we lose ourselves in so many different seasons of our life.
2: So what about the ability to be able to have been okay with the way you were defining yourself, but now you want to change that? How about that?
0: Yeah, Um, you can totally do that. You can do that at any time in your life. If you define, it's really um, not giving yourself labels, getting rid of all the labels, just being who you are at your core. And you can reinvent yourself every season if you want, um, but you still stay true to who you are. So just being a kind person, you can still be a business owner. You can still run a marathon. You can still whatever season, whatever you want to do, that's fine. But being true to yourself and removing all labels and just being you.
2: And Christy says she just got a copy of your book. Thank you so much. Congratulations on your second book. Uh, That's cool. So how do you feel about being just a little controversial for, for a second here?
0: Yeah,
2: let's do it. Yeah. (laughs) I know that it's really near and dear to your heart, some of the um, societal labels that people put on them, especially these days. But how about the other side of the coin where I think a lot of times we try to, especially gender, unfortunately, um, we try to put that label on way too quick, you know, because somebody is searching and exploring and interested or you know the kid next to them in class did it so i want to do it too you know and all those kind of things um where is the where's the balance to just floating around and, and following every label that's out there and really taking the time to explore a label understand what that really means and not just have to buy into it immediately
0: i think that's where those labels come in so i am an ally of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, my dad is um, a gay man, and one of my one of the things for me for that is, if we would stop labeling people, you wouldn't have have so many people having to defend who they are. So if we could just remove all the labels and let people be and be happy, because it doesn't affect our every day if someone's just happy being exactly who they were meant to be. Um, we could remove all labels and not have to worry about identifying each other and just let people be and not tell someone they have to dress like that because they're a boy or dress like this because you're a girl or just and we can just live a little bit more with empathy, understanding and love.
2: The people have to go back and look at the old episodes, but we have this conversation with a different author. Um, and I say we, I mean me. Um, <laughs> I um, but um I was kind of joking but i was kind of serious that uh you know lgbt all the different letters um really if we're gonna do it right a we need more letters in the alphabet and b everybody should just get their own letter you know because everybody is so unique and to put anybody into one category to me i think is is very limiting Mm
0: -hmm. i love i love that too because i just think We shouldn't have to be like, Oh, you're in this bucket. Oh, you're over here in this bucket. Oh, no, you belong over here. Or you're the price tag. You're three 99, you know, like all those. It's just so, it's so relevant, especially because so much shame and judgment um, happen with labels and people continue to carry that. And that really affects who they are and their unique selves. So I'm trying to remove that so people can just walk authentically and uniquely through their life.
2: I love that so much. So give us just a little tip. I mean, they got to get the book to get all of it. But give us just a little tip on how we can define ourselves.
0: How we can define ourselves however you want. This is this is your journey to to own your own story, to own all the messiness, to make it as beautiful as you want it to. Um, You get to define yourself exactly the way you want to. Nobody can tell you. I can't even tell you how to define yourself. Um, I want people to feel amazing for who they are, um, what they do. There's no society norm that you need to follow or milestone that you need to hit. Um, But you get to you get to own that story and be happy wherever you're at.
2: So where does help come in, though? I mean, a lot of times we need somebody to help us walk through that process and discover it. So how do you help people?
0: Um, I help people. I know I got help a lot through therapy um, and my support system, and my friend, my friendships were very, very crucial during this time. Um, you help people by not judging. You help people by being there and supporting them. I can help people navigate this journey um, and just kind of visualize what they want, where they want to be, or who they are, or um, really celebrating little wins that people forget about, um, and. I know that support systems are really important. Not everybody has that support system. So sometimes resources like community, groups, free group meetings, there are a lot of, there's a lot of access out there so you can feel good for who you are and go find that community for yourself.
2: I had a friend of mine actually that um, though they weren't an alcoholic, hadn't ever been, they found that weekly going to an AA meeting you know, because all of us struggle with something, you know, whether it's at the addiction level or not. Um, And and they were really finding that it was really helpful to just go every week. Um, And they found themselves, even though what they were dealing with was different, really identifying and becoming really close to some of those people.
0: And that's amazing. I think that's a great idea.
2: There's a lot of resources out there, but specifically, Katie's here available for you. Tell us a little bit about some of the... um, some of the things that specifically a person could do to work with you?
0: Yes. Um, Well, they could reach out to me um, on my website, katiery.com, and we can just have a chat, um, a conversation, kind of see what type of programs I can offer to help you get on track with whatever everybody's situation is different. Everybody's life is different. So it's really to see what you're wanting to do um, and what type of inspiration you're having to navigate whichever season that you're in um and i am always available um i can you can slip into my dms and and social media um but i will always respond i will always answer to people to give them little tips and advice for their specific experience but it really is you're accountable right you have all these resources and help all i can do is so much and give you a little bit of of um a little bit of light of like things you can do um, but again, the, the accountability is on you at the end of the day, it's getting up, going to those meetings, it's getting up and reaching out to that person. Um, it's a hard thing to swallow, but it's, it's really important at the end of the day.
2: And that is K-A-T-Y-R-E-Y. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, you know, for anybody that's listening. Um, and uh, I was trying to think the other day, uh, I don't even know that I know how to spell Katie, other than the way you spell your name now. So. Oh,
0: awesome! Yeah, everybody does K A T I E, but I'm a K A T Y. Oh,
2: see, I I couldn't even remember. We've been working together long enough now that I just thought that was how it was always Good. spelled. So, um, so before I let you go, um, give us some words of encouragement uh, to let us to make us feel empowered about how we can define ourselves.
0: Um, my words of encouragement is. You get to live this life for yourself and if without self-love, self-awareness and self-acceptance, it's going to be really hard to navigate. So look inward, follow who you are at your core. There's resources out there to support you. There's people cheering you on, um, but you get to determine who you are and your labels that you want to receive or reject. And please get this book. I want you to read through my story. I want you to feel inspired. I want you to release the shame by rejecting the labels that you've been given. And hopefully know that you're not judged by your weakest moments, but rather the strength you have when you're given that second chance to really start over and do what you need to do for your life.
2: I love that. And I did just drop the link down in the comments for those of you that didn't see it in the description. It's both places now. Um, Katie, thanks so much for spending some time with us. Please, everybody, do go get your labels. Don't define you, you define you. Thanks, Katie. Thanks Steve. I can't wait for Katie to bring on her next book. I look forward to talking to her about it. So many amazing things. And I hope that you know that regardless of what labels yourself or others may have put on you, they don't define it. You can move from the trouble of that to a solution to a better now and an even brighter tomorrow as you live as a thriving entrepreneur. Let's take a commercial break and be right back on thriving entrepreneur. My name is Steve Kidd. I am a third generation minister, an international best-selling author of multiple books and I help people write, publish and market their books to bestseller. In fact, there are literally thousands of people that have used the system that I created to be able to write, publish and market their books and now they're best-selling authors and you're next. I just wanted to come on for a minute, say hi to you, tell you a little bit about me introduce myself, and tell you, I know the world is waiting on your message, and I would be so honored to be part of sharing your message with the world. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur. Today, we're talking about trouble to solution, how we can move from the things that seemed insurmountable, the things that we maybe even wish we hadn't gone through and I wish for you you hadn't as well to solution. From trouble to solution, today we're going to move. We want to take a little different look. First, we were looking at you and some of the labels you put on you in the first segment. Now we want to look at some possible technology solutions, some ways that there might be skills and devices that can help you make it through to move from trouble to solution and living as a thriving entrepreneur. Let's listen to our next guest. Join me in welcoming Ben Fisher. Hey, Ben, how are you doing today?
3: Hey Steve, I'm great. Thanks for having me on.
2: Yeah. Thanks for being here with us today. Uh, to begin with, uh, tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Sure.
3: So um <laughs> just going back, so I uh my background's as a designer and programmer. Uh, and I actually grew up on a tree farm in Midcoast, Maine, and uh started my first company when I was must have been like elementary school, so I'd sell I would sell strawberries. And then I used the strawberry money to buy computer books. And so the stuff that I'm doing today is in a weird way, a lot of what I was doing, even at like a super young age, it's obviously evolved um, over the last, call it like 28, 30 years. But um, yeah, a lot of what turns me on is um, sol- identifying problems and solving it largely through software, but also building companies, um, again, largely in some in some way involving technology and software but finding ways to yeah to i guess to 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 solve problems
2: so often people go down a really dangerous rabbit hole of solving problems with with uh, technology um if mm-hmm. you could talk a little bit about it you know i mean there is a lot of money that can get spent without uh-huh. necessarily a lot of result that comes can you talk a little bit about you know the kind of things that you do to help a person be able to get an effective solution without having a just emptied bank account,
3: yeah, no, and that, and I appreciate you bringing that up because I think that actually is a that's a good segue to even into like my own i'd say like transition of focus and building companies. I think, as you mentioned, like there's a lot of products that get built that no one really cares about, or um and I think for anyone who has an idea, there's obviously there's some sort of inspiration whether it's you're solving a problem in your own life, or it's like a problem that you observed other other people have. A lot of time and money can be invested sort of in building problems that are, the term would be like a pain, a, um, a vitamin as opposed to a painkiller. That's the way that like sort of culturally it's been described. And, you know, life's, life's really short and you can spend a lot of time and, and, and a lot of money building things that ultimately aren't necessarily that helpful. And my first few businesses after college uh, really sort of fell in that, fell in that space where I was building cool products that were interesting to me. There, there is value in them even today. Like I look back on them. I'm like, yeah, they're really cool ideas that, um, you know, people enjoyed, but it didn't either didn't figure out the business model or the truth is, is that it wasn't like necessarily a great repeatable business with, we'll call it like with good margins. It was just like a really cool product that I thought should exist. And, and, you know, um, I learned a lot through that experience. But one of the say like big shifts that I made even in my own career was after I had had those, we'll call it first few experiences, I took a step back and was like, you know what? I'm really good at building products. I love problem solving. Um, you know what? I'm going to at least try to eliminate the business model as one of the reasons that my that any product that I'm working on could fail. And so what I decided to do was I focused on solving problems in the the world of e-commerce. And this is probably like 2012. And so, you know, a lot of businesses, a lot of retailers were going online, um, direct to consumer e-commerce around that time um, was becoming like a thing. And so I basically was like, I'm going to focus on um, building products that help e-commerce entrepreneurs make more money and do it in a way where, if the merchant makes more money, then, you know, my business, my product, I get to benefit um, or participate in that upside. And so, yeah, that's what I've been focused on really for the last like nine or 10 years is focusing explicitly on um, how to help e-commerce entrepreneurs make more money. Um, so I don't know if that di- I think that does directly answer your question around that. Cause you're right. Like that to me was just a way uh, it doesn't solve. It certainly doesn't solve every problem. Right around the challenges of building a business. And even within e-commerce, you can build products or build tools that aren't necessarily solving, we'll call it like really big pain points. And that's, so there's still a lot of work and a lot of uh, your job as an entrepreneur and my job, I see it as making sure that I'm kind of getting to the heart of what is the real problems that, um, you know, basically making sure that the pain point's big enough that it's truly something that, Uh, If we can solve it, it will change like an entrepreneur's life. Um, And, but then also ensuring that it's uh, of the problems that I could be solving. It's one that that's, um, yeah, that's worth solving. So
2: with that said, um, what is a good way for a person to decide what is something that is both big enough as well as solvable? Is there kind of a secret to knowing that before they contact you, or do they need to contact you to know that
3: um yeah you know, i I think I mean the way you figure it out is a lot of it's i mean this isn't there, there's no single way right like I think ultimately it comes down to talking to a lot of people and learning how to ask uh good questions a lot of it's around curiosity um I think what been helpful for me is by focusing on a specific segment of the market. So it's direct and consumer e-commerce brands that they themselves are already doing millions of dollars a year in revenue. So they, 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 their biggest problem is figuring out typically how to um, convert more customers, how to how to sell more more frequently to people. And so for me, it's I've kind of eliminated. I understand just by having spoken to and worked with a number of people in the e-commerce space, I have a pretty good understanding of like, what are the metrics that really matter to them? And then it's a matter of going through and, and trying to identify like, what are the things that drive, like keep them up, keep them up at night. And I, one thing I do enjoy doing is looking at what are interesting things that other stores are doing in the world that maybe they've, they've come up with their own like basic solution, or even in my own life as a consumer, I look at like, what are the things that drive me crazy um, about shopping online? And is there a way for me to, how big, if it were to be solved, how how much of an impact would that have for me? Or how much of an impact would that have on the merchant? But again, looking at it specifically through the lens of those metrics that I know brands really care about. And so, you know, I would say that the common thread there is you really need to understand the market you're trying to serve. And I think that is, for anyone, that is, Sort of like the most basic mistake that that uh, we as entrepreneurs can make is not really intimately understanding um, who we're trying to solve for and what. Yeah, I guess that, that that it really comes down to that is like really understanding who you're trying to solve and why it matters, um, and a lot of that comes through, yeah, talking to a lot of people, um, having professional experience yourself. Um, in that space. Um, and like, so for from my one of my businesses, what I did was I specifically partnered with um, a guy who had built and sold an e-commerce brand. So I myself really come on from like the technology side. Um, so at the time I basically was like, whatever I do, I want to make sure that my business partner is really strong and has experience um, as an e-commerce merchant because he had a point of view on the market that I, that, you know, that I didn't. And he knew just from having built and then sold an e-commerce business himself, like the nuance around the things that drove him crazy and the things that really, that really helped. And so a lot of that was, uh, it guided a lot of our own decision-making and then over time in working with him and then working with a lot of customers uh, I got to know the space a lot better myself, but that, that took a while. And so like the shortcut, If they're not to say they're, well, if there's any shortcut, it was having a business partner who he himself had an enormous amount of domain expertise.
2: Mm, I love that. So talk specifically to the folks that are listening um, and give them an idea of when is the best time to engage with you? Um, Would you rather have them way before or would you rather have them do some, uh, some, you know, like Leg work before they get in contact with you
3: yeah well so i mean i i run a company called rodeo and so um you know there's very per- various periods in my life where i've been deciding like what i'm working on next um you know these days yeah we started this business about two years ago um prior to rodeo I uh, built and, and sold a company called cart hook again in the, the e-commerce shopify space and so you know the way that i can be most helpful to people today is if you run A direct-to-consumer e-commerce brand and as i was saying sort of describing we'll call it like the the type of people i can be most helpful to are folks who have had some success in e-commerce and what they're trying to figure out is how can they help how can they how can they grow um their e-commerce business to the next level typically what we see is how do you grow it from seven figures to eight figures um that's where i specifically can be, be can can be a lot of help because I have a lot of experience on like the technical side. Um, so yeah, like, so essentially people who have questions, um, around, yeah. What, what can they do? Uh, I would, i at most merchants typically have a lot of ideas around what they wish they could do, um, around solving their own problems. And what's missing is, well, they're not, they're not engineers or technical themselves. And so they're really, um, sort of a reliance on like, well, how, what, what solutions possibly already exist that um, might let them do what they're trying to do. And so in general, you're you're welcome to reach out to me and sort of describe what, like, what's your, what are you, what are you trying to accomplish? And, you know, I'm happy to um, reply and maybe point you to it down direction. If I'm, a, if I'm familiar with a product that does that. Um, but again, if, or if you happen to be trying to, um, do something that we already solved with our software and rodeo, um, then happy to talk to, to you about how we might be able to help as well.
2: And for the folks that want to talk to you, how do they get in contact with you?
3: Sure. So, um, I'm active on LinkedIn uh, as well as on Twitter. My username on Twitter is skinny and bald because I'm kind of skinny, kind of bald, certainly balder these days. Um, or you can search for me on LinkedIn under Ben Fisher. Um, or you can visit our website if you want to learn more about our product. Our website is hey period rodeo so hey h e y dot rodeo r o d e o
2: So before you go, give us uh, some words of encouragement about how useful done right um, some technology solutions could be to help a person out
3: um. So I guess we'll we'll go back to an area that I that I that I know well. Um, so just make sure I understand the question. You're, you're asking about like technologies that an entrepreneur can apply, like, and if they're implemented correctly, how what impact it could have on your business. Do I understand the question right? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Um, you, you, so you'll see this a lot in e-commerce. That if so, if you're an entrepreneur um, who's trying to scale your business, what you'll often find is there are, um, depending on what your goal is, there there can be apps that specifically sort of with precision um, will, will help you do something like um, show user-generated content from past customers of yours that, you know, when you present that on your website is a really compelling way to get other customers like them to buy. Um, so like there's tools out there like VideoWise is one that it will actually go and and look for customer reviews of yours on YouTube. Like they'll find reviews of your product and then make it easy for you to embed those reviews on your website and then use that as a way to drive people to buy. Um, That's just one example. But I think what you'll often find is certainly in e-commerce, there's a lot of tools that kind of do a lot of different things. And so one piece of advice I'd give folks is, Uh, When you think about, like, trying to solve problems, really think through what is the workflow that you're trying to accomplish and find a tool that accomplishes that workflow. I think oftentimes, like, one of the challenges is if you're looking for software, you might be thinking individually about, like, a specific task that you're trying to solve. But um, ultimately, like, it can be helpful to kind of take a step back and think about from start to finish, what is what is the goal and like, what are the, like, what are the different pieces of that puzzle and then trying to find a tool that specifically does that. And if, and if one doesn't, then, you know, that might be an opportunity for you. Um, but in general, I think one of the mistakes I've seen is, is trying to get 50 different tool individual tools to talk to each other. When in fact, what you need is like one tool that does an entire like it sliver of the, uh, of the workflow.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Well, Ben, thanks so much for spending some time with us here on the show today. No, thanks for having me. I hope that gives your mind some new expansions that can think of ways that you could move from trouble to solution. Maybe there are some technologies that help you be able to live the life that you want to live versus the life you're currently living. Because in the end, I want you to move from trouble to solution because I want to see you live as a thriving entrepreneur in all that you do. Let's take another commercial break, and then we'll be right back on Thriving Entrepreneur. Don't go away. Hi, my name is Steve Kidd. I am a third-generation minister, an international bestselling author of multiple books, and I help people write, publish, and market their books to bestsellers. In fact, there are literally thousands of people that have used the system that I created to be able to write, publish, and market their books, and now they're best-selling authors, and you're next. I just wanted to come on for a minute, say hi to you, tell you a little bit about me, introduce myself, and tell you, I know the world is waiting on your message, and I would be so honored to be part of sharing your message with the world. This is Steve, welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. We're talking about moving from trouble to solution. We've talked about the labels that define us and the other people who have labeled us and defined us. We talked about solving problems with technology. And now we need to look internally. What are some of the skills that we can learn that can help us deal with the situations that we've been through so that we can move from trouble to solution, so that we can heal the hurts of the past? get unstuck, and really, truly move forward in all that we do to live and love and thrive on our life's journey here as we live as a thriving entrepreneur. Oh, I want that for you. Let's jump in and listen to our next guest. Join me in welcoming Gul Sanchez. Hey, Gol, how are you doing today?
1: I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you. Excited to be here.
2: Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world.
1: Um, hi, everyone, and uh, this is good. i I'm an intuitive healer and a mindfulness coach. I actually help people um, to expand beyond their stress or trauma or limitations so that they can initiate transformation in their life. And my passion is about to work people about the issues that they feel stuck.
2: So what is the uh, number one thing that you love helping people with?
1: Number one thing, it's actually, um, I started this journey when I was stuck in my life and actually this kind of feeling um, manifested itself as a disease. Um, So usually when we feel the struggles, our body actually shows us the symptoms. So I really, really like to help people to get unstuck with their lives and they see that there is a physical body response to it.
2: What would you say is the number one thing that people find themselves uh, getting stuck in that they just really seem to not be able to get out themselves
1: yeah usually our fears or fears are bigger than what they really are so we kind of make our fears so big and we just stay there because we're really scared of what is next and what i see it's kind of depending on who i'm working with it is either we're scared of the failure But most of the times we're scared of what is our potential, actually. Sometimes we're scared more of our light than our dark side. So it's also one thing that I witnessed a lot recently, especially with the high achievers.
2: That makes total sense. So where do we start? You know, I mean, we've got that fear that's keeping us from moving forward and doing the thing. Um, What's step one to help us even be able to move beyond the fear into action?
1: yeah i I think the step one is first acceptance accepting that there's the fear there and accepting that we We can get out of it. We can heal ourselves because no matter who you work with, no matter how much therapy or coaching or healing you take, if you do not make a decision that you are able to change and you are able to transform it, if you don't have this willing, you never change actually. So I would say first accepting where you are, accepting that it's a journey. It doesn't change overnight, accepting that there is some work to do. I think this is where we usually start.
2: so let's talk about acceptance um you know what are some of the things that we do to help us be able to really just accept this is where i am and this is where i want to go are there some key ingredients to that
1: for acceptance right yes yeah um i think it's an amazing question actually For accepting i think the key ingredient is just to go a bit above of where you are and just you know try to see the big picture of where you are so that you just without judging yourself kind of being the gentle observer because usually we judge ourselves too much or we just focus on what happened in the past why it happened to us or poor us victim us we just go into the stories or then we focus on what we want to change our life so we just focus on what we want to achieve but i think acceptance is being the gentle observer without an attachment without an expectation just observing what is happening now so that from that place we can really start to craft where we want to go next
2: So uh, when you're dealing with people, is there any specific kind of person that you really like to uh, like to work with?
1: Um, I, I think like attracts like. Uh, more than any specific kind of person, I think usually the people I work with or the people who are coming to me, um, they're all high achievers actually. So they want to achieve things in their life. And they all tried some things. They went to therapy, therapy, Usually they all try to do some things in order to feel better, but somehow it didn't work for them, but they really want to achieve things in their life rather than just stinging the victim. They have their dreams, they have their passions, and they really want to be born into that potential. And they know that sometimes in order to burn or to become more potential, we just need to... Um, let go of what we need to let go so that we no longer feel triggered by the everyday things or we're not constantly stressed. So yeah, usually people who already have this urge, okay, there is something wrong. I know where I'm at right now, but I really, really am committed to change.
2: So what about the people who are stuck? Um, What's going to happen if we don't take the time to accept and uh, do the work to move on.
1: Yeah. So I think this is why I started my journey 10 years ago. So I was totally neglecting the situation. I was just overworking, over shopping, you know, trying to, um, because sometimes we don't do it because we're scared. We're really not aware of it. Sometimes we just wake up due to a struggle. In my case, I woke up actually with having to get a surgery. So I usually see that when you start to manifest either physical stress in your life or you start to manifest issues in your relationship or your business is not going as you want, we usually create something um, that kind of shows us, okay, look, there's a problem here. (laughs) But in my experience, it's usually the body. Body never lies.
2: I mean, you say like it's a bad thing, but it sounds like a really great thing. A lot of people would... Be like, hey, I want to spend my time shopping and using that to get through in
1: life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even sometimes diseases, right? Usually the small things are are just giving you a warning for something to bigger to come. So even these kind of little diseases, of course, it's not nice when we go through them, but it's usually a sign that there's something wrong in your life or over shopping or overworking. So these are all the signs or constantly feeling stressed. These are all the signs that, okay, something needs to shift in your life.
2: That totally makes sense. So let's take a few minutes and teach people, um, you know, if somebody was brand new coming to you and they just wanted to take step one, walk us through um, day one of how we've come to a place where we can accept where we are and start making changes.
1: So day one, <laughs> um, day one is actually the hardest step yeah. because when you make the decision and always is the, the hardest is to start, right? So day one is usually is booking that call with anyone you want to work with, just being going there, being open, being vulnerable and just having the initial talk. Because it's not important who you work with. It's just important that you all You own your vulnerability and you are ready to make the shifts. And this is usually day one. You just say, okay, here I am. I'm ready. Let's talk. Let me show me what is possible. What is on the other side? And then we usually paint this picture. What is on the other side? But it's a journey, right? So it's not a sudden fix. There's no pill. It's a constant journey and it takes some time (laughs) to get there. Um, It is simple. Because there are so many tools and techniques that you can use that can pick you up daily. But what I always say, it's a journey.
2: When we're on this journey, um, you know, obstacles come up. (laughs) It'd be nice if everything in life just worked out perfectly. But, you know, things are going to come up that are going to challenge us. What should we do when we're making good progress and then something comes up and hijacks our progress?
1: Yeah. Wow. Amazing question. So it happens a lot in this in our sessions. Um, it really happens a lot in my sessions. It's really important to understand why it's because if something triggers us, it triggers us for a reason. So for example, um, right now I was working, I'm working with a football player, an athlete. And um, so when challenges come up, because at least they need to perform always good right they always need to perform at their best so we always talk about if one door closes 10 other doors can open so the person who triggered you or the situation who triggered you there's a reason behind that it's usually trying to show you something we usually look at in deeper terms what is this person is triggering you what is I trying to say because usually the situation that triggers you But what is the real cause of this trigger are totally different. Maybe you are angry at your coach, but deep inside, maybe the issue is related to your father. You're angry at your boss, but deep inside, maybe you're angry at yourself. So it's really important to stop there and take a bit deeper dive in order to understand why it's triggering you. What is the lesson you need to learn from this experience? And usually when people see the lesson or when people realize, oh, okay, this is triggering me because I've been through that thing when I was a kid. It's triggering me because it reminds me of my father when he left me in this competition. When usually we realize something, then the start of releasing it starts, but we can only release when we realize how it's connected. And this is why when or progress is suddenly stops or something unmotivated happens, it's a perfect, perfect opportunity to heal something deeper. So you usually, we use that for this possibility.
2: Love it. So for the person who wants to work with you, how can they go deeper with you?
1: So right now, um, most of the year, I only do one-to-ones, but I don't do on and off. So it's almost a four-month journey. I'm a huge believer of teaching people how to handle those things by themselves. and, And it's a journey. So it takes good four months to work together. And we start with an introduction call. It's pretty long because I'm very psychic. So I just read what I see with them because it's not the kind of a therapy where they talk and I listen. My niche is actually I can read why they're stuck. So what is blocked in their body, what's blocked in their energy field and how it's connected to their memories so i just do this reading and we check if we're a good fit because there are so many beautiful techniques and modalities um don't worry they're all working you just need to find one that is working for you then from there we check if it's a good match or not if it's a good match then we start the journey and we work uh, for four months together i
2: love that um so before we go Leave us some with some words of encouragement as to how we too can, you know, really overcome the things that are are obstacles and getting in our way.
1: Yeah. So, what really helped my journey was Rumi. When I was going through my struggles, when I was going through um, all the struggles in my life uh, in the heavy trauma part, I always stick to Rumi. he's a Persian poet, and one of the quotes he always says is that when you're so depressed or when you think everything is upside down how do you know like the down is not better than the up so it kind of reminds you that no matter what you're going through there's a reason behind it and you don't know what is there to come and I remember 10 years ago I was in a failing marriage Um, I was in severe depression and I thought okay and I was so stuck My hand was literally stuck and I needed to get a surgery. They couldn't find the reason, but I had to have the surgery. Um, And I didn't actually. This is when I turned to the healing. This is when I said, okay, there should be a way out. I, I need help. And when I look now where I am, it just amazes me how much we can change our life. And we're so obsessed. We want it to happen overnight. But we need to remember everything has its time. And when you start any type of transformation, any types of coaching, you also need that time. It's like you plant a beautiful seed of tomato, but you don't eat it the second day. You wait, you still give the water, but then still there is nothing. Something green comes up. You don't eat it. (laughs) You just still put the water and you wait. And then something green comes up again. You still don't eat it until it turns to a beautiful red juicy tomato. I see with self-healing this journey like that. So if you want to, for example, manifest a soulmate, first you need to understand what made you block your heart. Again, from Rumi, he says that its job is not to remove the barriers from heart. It's not just to look to look love from outside. Our job is to do the internal work to understand why we are stopping love to come to us. So this is my approach. (laughs) I hope it touches your heart, but it's all about being consistent, doing this inner work, taking it easy on you, knowing that it's going to take some time. And it's a journey and it works. It works for everyone and it should work for you as well.
2: Well, Gold, thanks so much for spending some time with us here on the show today.
1: Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Expand
2: beyond. I love that phrase. Moving from trouble to solution. Expanding beyond. Expanding beyond. Moving into a place where life is so much different, so much better. It is inconceivable probably, in fact, right now for where you are. But there is so much for you. Some of you don't believe me right now. Others of you are saying, yes, Steve, I know. I remember that time when I was just convinced life was never going to be any good. And now life is so good. Oh, I'm so glad for those of you that have reached that place. And for those of you that find yourself saying, Oh, I don't believe you. It's never going to happen. Life's never going to be good again. Or it never was good to begin with. I know people whose lives are like that. And I'm so sorry if you're one of those. I want you to move from the trouble that has been your life to a solution, to not allow the past to define you, but rather to be able to achieve joy. Joy, in the most simple of definitions, is the ability to believe that there is light in the darkest of places. I know some of you right now are in very dark spaces. And those of you that are in the light spaces, you're like, Steve, why are you going on and on about the folks that are in the dark? Well, because those of us that are in the light, we really only have the ability to be able to share that light to the people that are in the darkness. To do, as the poem says, stand by the door and show people there's a newer, a better, a greater way to be than the misery than the awful ick that they're currently going through. It's kind of my life's mission. I'm sure those of you that know me know that. You know that I love spreading happiness in life and love, that I love helping you thrive in all that you do. I was talking to somebody about the the name Thriving Best Sellers, the name of my company, and I was like, yes, but Thriving Entrepreneur and me using the word thriving and, and telling you to thrive is something that it didn't happen during the time when it was all trendy. I mean, that came. It was interesting to see how much... When God was speaking that to me, it began to be expressed out into the world, and so maybe sometimes people see the word thriving, and they think, oh, I've seen that before. But for me, it always makes my heart skip just a little bit, because I don't know honestly, in fact, I can tell you I do know honestly, that at that time in my life, I wasn't thriving. I wasn't very happy. It wasn't a great place to be in, but I believed That there could be more. And I knew that I wanted to share the possibility of more with you. Because I see you. I see how amazing you are. I know that you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. And the world, oh, oh, the world, it needs you. We're so grateful that you exist. The world rejoices. The entirety of the universe got together on the day of your birth, bowed their heads and praised God for your coming into existence. God was so excited to have you exist that he moved literally all of the entirety of the universe, all of everything that was to the moment that you came into existence. That's how important and special you are. And now I hope that if you're going through some things, that some of what we shared today can help you move from trouble to solution. And if you need to talk further, you can go to askstevekid.com, schedule a time. I mean, that's usually where people go in and and uh, you know get their books done with me. But if you just need somebody to talk to, I'm here for you. I hope you love my new commercial. I really like it. And I hope that you will go to askstevekid.com. If you're ready to get your book done, I'm so excited to see you get it done. And until we're together again next time, I hope that you have an amazingly great week.
1: Thanks for listening to Thriving
0: Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time.
2: Hi, my name is steve kidd i am a third generation minister an international best-selling author of multiple books and i help people write publish and market their books to bestseller in fact there are literally thousands of people that have used the system that i created to be able to write publish and market their books and now they're best-selling authors and you're next i just wanted to come on for a minute say hi to you tell you a little bit about me introduce myself and tell you i know the world is waiting on your message and i would be so honored to be part of sharing your message with the world